Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset. And if my voice sounds a little strained, I've been recording audio all day. Um, I'm working on the audiobook for Crucify My Love. And yeah, my voice is a little weaker than I wanted it to be. But hopefully I'll get all the chapters recorded in the not too distant future. And my voice will be back to where I want it to be. And it's, be honest, it's never where I want it to be, but I'm trying. Before we get started today, I would like to thank Jade Carpenter, who gave us a wonderful shout out over on CastBox. I, I really liked the Princess Rescue Squad too, and I am seriously thinking about starting a Wattpad story and writing fanfic for it. My biggest problem is I don't have time to do all the things that I want to do anyway, and I don't know how I would fit it in, but I'm really, really tempted to do that. But thank you so much for the nice words. It really does mean the world to me. Okay, so today's episode is inspired by a lot of conversation that I had today on the Twitter with people in the writing community over there. If you are a writer and you are looking for people to connect with, Hashtag writing community. Get in there, get involved. There's some wonderful people having some wonderful conversation on a lot of topics. One of the things that struck me today while I was rummaging around over there and chatting with people was how many posts I saw on a similar topic. And that's essentially... The, the question of why be creative? And some people who were struggling phrased it really in that, from that point of view, that they felt really down and discouraged and didn't know why they should keep writing. Other people were asking questions like, other than money, what is it that you want most out of your, out of your fiction? And for me, I see a lot of similarity between these two questions. And it's something that I think about a lot. Because I don't think you should get involved in any creative endeavor if it's not something that you want to do. The likelihood that it is your path to fame and fortune is, you know... To quote one of my favorite writers, it's hoping that in the middle of the night, the elves sneak into your room and sprinkle ruby dust all over you. It happens for some people. We cannot predict who it's going to happen to, why it happens. And even if we do focus on making the best work we could possibly make, we cannot guarantee that we are one of the people that's going to get the ruby dust sprinkled on us. And that can sound like a very down way to talk about being a creative person. 
especially someone like me who endeavors to make an income from their books and podcasts. But I don't think it is. Because first of all, what we're really talking about there is fame. If you're looking for fame, this probably isn't the right avenue to go down. Fame is a fickle thing that happens to some people, and it happens for random and weird reasons. I'm trying not to talk about a story that really upset me today. Um, oh, what the heck. I, I noticed a thing going around about how Khloe Kardashian is the youngest self-made billionaire. And that is probably the most ridiculous statement I have ever read in my life. She's not self-made. She had a rich family and sisters who had already made it. She had every advantage in the world. That's not that that's telling people a lie saying that someone like Khloe Kardashian is self-made perpetuates this idea that, Oh, so all I have to do is get a whole bunch of pictures taken of me. And one day I can be a billionaire too. But see the Ruby dust that Chloe had is her sister and her mother and, 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 and there's so much to go into that. And that's really the first stage in discussing any of this. You cannot and should not ever get in your head that you're going to be a self-made anything. No one is self-made that, that, that is a lie that we tell ourselves I don't even know why. I think it's to make ourselves feel better or more important or to make others feel more important and better. I'm not sure which, but it's a lie. You will require the aid of uncountable people along your path. And so don't count on being able to do it all yourself. And don't try just to be famous. If you don't feel a drive to do the work that you're doing, even if you are one of those people that is going to have fairy dust, ruby dust sprinkled on them, they're the years and years of struggle to get there. I mean, look at JK Rowling. It took her years to write the first Harry Potter novel. She shopped it around and got numerous rejections. Now, her ruby dust was that she happened to know someone at a publisher that took a favorable look at her manuscript. And that's not cheating. That's just the way the world works. Now, the ruby dust came in later that it just happened to hit a chord with people all over the world and became the international bestseller that it did. You can't prepare for those things. And if you're not willing to put in the hard work on the chance that that might happen, it, it's not worth taking the time to do. See, personally, I write because I love to tell these stories. I find meaning in the stories themselves and in the writing and the editing and the revision and all the steps that go into making one of my books 
I like doing the art for the covers. I, I just, I find fulfillment in the work itself. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I like the money when money is produced by a book. And I love it when people come up to me and tell me how much my work means to them. But I can't rely on that. Because it's so much effort to get from an initial idea to a finished book. And you need to understand that going in. Do it for the work itself. Find something that you enjoy doing. If you don't enjoy writing, I meet writers who talk about writing like it's a torture, like it's pain. And I don't understand why they do it. Because I know it's a torture and I know it can be painful, but I find so much meaning and strength and well-being in the process of doing it all the way through. I mean, that's one of the reasons why my voice is really weak right now is because I'm really enjoying the process of making an audiobook. Um, I, I don't understand why you would put yourself through that. And so bear that in mind. I mean, if you're not enjoying it, maybe this isn't your art form. Maybe you should look for another one. Or maybe your story isn't the right story. Nine times out of ten, that's what it is. I had a big break between books coming out because I had an idea that I thought was going to be the, the perfect idea for me to write. And I struggled for years and years to try to write that story. I wrote outline after outline after outline and character development and world building. And I did so much work. And the problem was, I didn't like the idea. I didn't like the story. I didn't like the world. I just felt that, well, this is what people kind of like. And this is my best chance at being commercially successful. And so I stopped actually seeking those things that fulfill me in writing. And ended up not writing anything for a very long time. You need to ask yourself, if you're not enjoying your creative output, did you accidentally fall into that trap? No judgment if you did, because, like I said, it happened to me. It's happened to me a couple times in my career, where I got distracted by the idea of doing something that I thought would have a better financial payoff in the end. That's not what it's about. If you don't enjoy the work, that that's, that's a red flag. So I would start there. Ask yourself why you started writing in the first place. Why did you start painting? Whatever your creative outlet is, why did you start doing it? And think back, if you're like me and like a lot of the other creative people that I know, you started when you were a child. I started drawing and telling stories when I was a little kid. Because I loved it. I really did. I am fairly introverted. I'm not big on being around other people. But I love telling stories. And I found that I could write those stories down and hand them to someone. And then walk away. And so I could enjoy telling the story and, added bonus, enjoy telling that story to someone else w without having the awkward interactions that 
caused me distress. And that's why I got started in this. It's one of the reasons why I got started podcasting and why people who meet me at conventions think that I'm a much more outgoing person than I am. Because I love podcasting. I like talking. It's weird. I'm sitting in a room right now, just me and a microphone and a computer. But it's something that I love and that I enjoy doing. And so I do. And I love going to the conventions, and I eventually learned how to enjoy running panels at the conventions. Even though they still to this day terrify me before I do them. Because being around a group of people like that really causes me stress. But I do them anyway. Because I do enjoy it. I love them. I love doing them. And so that's the question you need to go to in any of this. Anytime you're starting to question what it is or why you should continue. You know, sometimes the answer is maybe you shouldn't. And especially when you're dealing with a story, it just may be the wrong story. Maybe you need to work on something different for a little bit. Or maybe you just need to recharge your batteries. Listen to some music, watch a movie, read a good book. Read some comics. Reconnect with that love of story that you have within you that makes you want to be creative in the first place. And if you do that, then see if a story comes. Don't feel pressured to practice creativity in any one particular way. And don't feel pressured to make money doing it. Money is nice. Money is wonderful. But in the end, if you don't enjoy the process, why torture yourself? Enjoy. Be happy. Find that strength within you. I I was encouraged to see so many people kind of chime in with similar thoughts. And it just, I don't know, it's... It's been such a recurring theme today, I thought it would be something worth talking about. And really kind of exploring why it is we do the creative things that we do. Especially in this day and age where we are force-fed the lie that everything has to be for money. Or for glory. No. Sometimes you can just do stuff for yourself. If you have a stupid little story that you want to tell just because you want to tell it, then tell your story. Be happy with it. That That's the most important thing. Everything else is outside of your control. And that's really what you have to understand in this entire process. You will never be able to control whether or not you make money off your work. You will never be able to control whether or not other people like it or not. I mean, look at some of the work that's out there. I mean, think, do you think Ryan Johnson thought that he was about to hit a hornet's nest when he made The Last Jedi? And look at the reaction that it has garnered from people. There are those who love it and those who hate it. And for most of the work that we create, that's kind of what's going to happen because either you groove with the story or you don't. We can talk about these illusions that we have that there are 
some kind of arbitrary guidelines that make something good or bad or something in between. But they are, in the end, arbitrary. Because what what is good? I mean, really, no, seriously, what is good? If I were to tell you that I was somebody who really liked good writing and then told you how much I enjoy Conan the Destroyer, the animals are playing in the background if you hear something, um, if you you know, if I told you that I liked Conan the Destroyer, does that destroy my credibility as somebody who says that they like good writing? No, because I love good writing, and you know what? Sometimes I just like watching Grange Jones hit people in the face with a stick. You know, there are multiple sides of me. I have facets like a diamond. I, I can like both of these things, even when I acknowledge that, no, they're technically not well-written. It's like the movie, the B BFG. I loved the book when I was a kid, and I think that if you have a kid, it's a wonderful book to read your kids. Did I like the movie? Yeah, I, I liked the movie. Was it a good movie? I really don't know. It hit a lot of weird nostalgia buttons on the inside of me, and it made me smile. I don't think it was particularly well written, and it made some choices in adaptation that I wouldn't have made. I could tell you all of the things about it that disappointed me if I wanted to, but it doesn't really matter. The point is, it made me smile. It may not have made you smile. Do I think it was a good movie? Eh, it was fine. It was what it was. But that's the point. These are arbitrary things that we really put too much on. Should you use adverbs in your writing? Well, that's up to you. They're a part of language, and we can talk about what the literati think is the right thing to do, and we can talk about why they don't like them, and why they fell out of fashion, and why they bother some people. But, I'm sorry, you can't really say that an entire aspect of a language should be barred from its fiction. Now, we can talk about how to, you know, improve your writing so that you're not reliant upon them. We can talk about those kinds of things. But to say that it's inherently bad to use language, well, it depends on who are you writing for. If you're writing for yourself, write whatever words you want to. Tolkien wrote stories and wrote poems in fictitious languages that he constructed to make himself happy. Did he use the right grammar? Did he use the right language? Was his poetic meter exactly what it should be? Who knows? He's writing elvish poems and elvish songs. Who knows? I mean, you have to realize, he wrote The Silmarillion, The, the Hobbit, and The Lord of the Rings so that his languages could have a place to live. That's why he did it. And that's what made him happy. Now, again, if you want to win a literary prize, well, good luck with that. But 
then of course, yes, study the rules that they have and what they determine is good, bad, and ugly and try to live up to those things, but don't let it bog you down and destroy your creativity. Especially not on a draft, for goodness sakes. Be honest with yourself. One of my favorite responses that I kept seeing to the question of what is it that you would like other than money to come from your story and it was how many people said fan art and that's one of mine too I, I would love it to see fan art of my characters and my story and my world and the more I think about it it's not so much the ego boost that I would get from seeing fan art it's to know that somebody else enjoyed this world or this character or this story enough to invest their own time and creativity into it. And so that's, you know, why I would love to see fan fiction and fan art. I once had a filk written about a book that I wrote. And to this day, I get the biggest grin on my face when I think about it. Sorry for all the click clacking. If you can hear that, that's my dog. My dog and my cat have decided it's time to play. <laughs> but I think it adds atmosphere. But yeah, it's not because I want my own ego to be stroked. And yeah, in some ways it does that. But to be honest, these characters are so important to me. And these worlds and these stories are so important to me. Just the idea that someone would find them that meaningful that they themselves would spend time with them to create artwork drawings or what have you or music or what whatever that would just blow me away because that doesn't say to me at least that doesn't say anything about my quality as a writer it speaks to the characters that i found so interesting it's validating in that I wasn't wrong. I found them so interesting and others did too. And that would be brilliant and wonderful and something that I would love to see. Have you ever asked yourself that? Like what other than money or fame do you want? And see, I can hear what you're saying. Well, if somebody's doing fan fiction or writing or making fan art, then that is a type of fame in and of itself. Well, yes, but see, I want that for my stories. I don't want that necessarily for me. I don't know what I would do if somebody ever drove, did fan art of me. That would probably freak me out. Because it's the story that matters. I'm just the vehicle through which the story came into the world. And that's something that I enjoy so, so much. But that's something you really need to find for yourself. No matter what your creative endeavor is, you have to find your own reason for doing it that does not include some level of external validation. Not because I'm saying that that will never happen or any doom and gloom like that, but seriously, do you know how long you're going to spend with that book before anyone else ever sees it? I mean, yeah, you can like publish directly on Wattpad or your own blog or what have you and put it up there. But 
still, it's going to be a while before anybody reads that because somebody's going to find you and be interested enough to read it. Writing for external validation is going to be a problem throughout your career. Whether or not it's a professional career or not, because you really need to look at your writing or whatever your creative endeavor is as a career. You really do. Because it's going to be a craft that you have to learn. It's going to be a trade that you're going to have to master. And it's going to be a lot of work. None of this comes easy. Like, I've known people who are really good artists and who can just sit down and draw a thing. And then you're looking at it and you're thinking it's perfect and they can see all of the little flaws. And then you watch as they just sit there for hours and hours and sometimes days or weeks or months refining and refining and refining it until it gets just to that place that they want it to be in their own mind. You need to have that internal drive to get you there. Be creative, but be creative for its own sake. Don't expect any outside validation, whether that be from people telling you how wonderful you are or how much money you made to make it feel worth it if you don't enjoy the process. Because it only gets harder. Because, wow, you finished one story. Oh, now I need to do another one. Uh, wow, blank page, blank page, blank page. Oh, wait, no, that idea is too close to the one I just did. Um, hmm, no, that's too much like that show I watched last week. Uh, hmm, yeah. And you get through it. Especially when it's something that motivates you and moves you and makes you want to do it. So yeah, like I said, I, I do these stories for me and especially the ones that I have done for me. They're the ones that I love the most, no matter what anybody has to say about them. Whether somebody comes up to me and tells me how wonderful they are or if they tell me how much they didn't like it. And believe me, People feel entitled to tell you how much they dislike your creative output, even if they've never read it. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I don't think I can say this enough, especially because I know not everybody listening to me right now is a writer or a creative. If you meet somebody and they tell you that they work in a medium or genre that you're not a fan of or that you actively dislike, you are under no obligation to tell them that. I don't know why I don't know why people think that they are obligated to go, "Oh, I don't really like sci-fi and fantasy, but that's nice." Well, that, that, that's wonderful that you don't like it. I mean, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like anything. But now you're going to be lecturing me for the next 10 to 20 minutes, unless I can find an excuse to go off and do something else as to why you don't like it. And if you think I'm exaggerating, I have had that conversation with so many people and so many strangers that it's just not even funny anymore. You meet somebody and you tell them, what, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm a writer. Oh, what do you write? I write science fiction and fantasy. 
Oh, I really didn't like the last fill-in-the-blank movie. And it kind of destroyed the genre for me forever. Well, that's nice. That's wonderful. You know, I had nothing to do with that project. Yeah, but I, I just don't see how we can take that type of fiction seriously any, anymore. But yes, I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for personally trying to invalidate my entire life's work. It, it means the world to me. I'm glad you felt the freedom to share. Be prepared for those conversations if you haven't had them before, especially if you ever decide to start self-identifying as a writer. They, they are amazingly uh, frequent and the passionate, impassioned, just brimming with self-confidence and why you need to know their opinion. And again, I tell you that not to discourage you from being creative, but just to reinforce the whole thesis of this episode. If you don't have a central guiding force, something that compels you to be creative, trust me, the world will teach you that very quickly. <laughs> and it will hammer that home. So, just... Paint because you like to paint. Write because you like to write. Let everything else be what it is. And I'm not saying if you want more, you shouldn't try for it. You should always go for what you want. But have at the heart of it some enjoyment of the medium. Because it's going to take up a lot of your time, a lot of your energy, and a lot of your effort. And judging from... The people I was talking with in the community today is taking up a lot of people's thoughts right now. Anywho, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this episode or the podcast in general, please do so. And I want to thank Jade um, Carpenter again for the nice thing that they said on CastBox. Thank you. Um, if you have a buck or two you can pass my way in the show notes you'll see a link this is anchor community support if you click that you can join the project at the one five or ten dollar levels that money really does help out a lot if you don't have any money trust me trust me i i understand i know i, I get that feeling um i really do please share the podcast with somebody that you think will enjoy it that helps out a lot as well if you want to talk to me, especially about writing or anything else, you can connect with me easiest on Twitter. I'm C.E. Dorset over there. I, I, I am trying to do the Facebook thing. If you want to help enforce my Facebookery, go to facebook.com slash group slash Project Shadow and help, please, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are my only hope. I really don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. I'm trying, though. I'm trying. Um, yeah, if you want to find links to that and anything else that I do, just head over to projectshadow.com. Like I said, I'm still working on the audiobook for Crucify My Love. That's why my voice is actually a little bit stronger than it was when we first got started. So, yay. Hopefully, I'll be able to get the recording done in the next couple days, hopefully by the end of the week. And I'm still working on the sci-fi series that we talked about. So, until next time... Don't forget, have the fun. Bye.